What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about six simple truths I have learned over the years in my 14 year career in the photography business. It has been a wild ride in both my companies and there have been so many highs and lows. So today I really want to share with you some of the most valuable lessons that I've learned along the way. So get cozy, snuggle in, grab a notebook and let's dive in. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. So let's start with truth number one, and that is trust your intuition and your gut. My friend, my intuition is absolutely my north compass when it comes to making business decisions. There have really been times in my business and my life when something really made sense logically, but in my stomach, I knew the gut feeling was that the right decision was totally different than what the actual logical decision was. Your intuition really is like a compass guiding you through the maze of life. Now, over the years, I've really realized that my most trustworthy guidance system really is my intuition, especially in tough times or when I'm facing maybe uncertain decisions. Like when I was struggling with the decision of even taking a sabbatical this year, I really had to trust my intuition on it. There have been times when there have been inquiries from certain clients and my logic would tell me to take the money. However, my gut instinct was either to just stay away from the client, something just was off, or just to say no because it wasn't the right opportunity for me. I've had to learn how to tune into my gut instinct and my intuition to actually listen to it. And I think that's the hardest part is 
starting to trust your intuition and yourself. So how do you actually learn how to trust your intuition more? Well, you really start with low stakes decisions. It's by beginning to trust your intuition in those lower stakes situations. Like for example, when you're just making smaller choices, like maybe what to wear or even how to style a session or what color scheme you're going to be thinking a client might even like, or even maybe a location. This practice really allows you to build that confidence in your intuition without huge consequences. Next is like, what is your immediate impression? Pay attention to like your gut instinct, that immediate and feeling that you're getting in your tummy when you are facing a decision or a dilemma. Often your intuition is going to present itself as that subtle sort of initial feeling. So don't dismiss these initial feelings. These really are usually your intuition speaking. Next is validate your intuition. As you're learning and starting to trust your intuition more, take note of the outcomes. Did you follow your intuition and it led to a better result or maybe more of a sense of alignment? This process of validation really will boost your confidence in your intuition and gradually work your way up to more significant decisions as you build trust in that intuition through your smaller choices. You're going to be way better prepared to rely on it for more substantial life decisions. And lastly, learn from mistakes. It's possible that your intuition will maybe sometimes lead you astray. And this is really a natural part of the learning process. When this happens, reflect on why your intuition may have been inaccurate and use these experiences really as opportunities for growth. My friend, remember that trusting your intuition really is a skill that develops over time and it requires patience and practice by becoming more self-aware and consistently validating your intuition. You can strengthen your ability to trust and rely on this valuable inner guidance system. So the lesson here, my friend, really is when in doubt, trust your gut. It's like that internal GPS pointing towards the right path for you. Number two is I strive to lead a heart-centered business. Now, what that means for me is I make decisions based on what is the best outcome for everyone involved, whether that be my photography business or my educational platform or even the guests I invite to be on this show. This means I lead my companies with love. I stand in alignment with my core values, which are kindness, empathy, and integrity. I infuse my sessions and my work with love. I'm present with my sessions with my clients. I'm really focusing on infusing that love into my art and how I interact with the world. And I try to leave everything better than I found it. Now, leading a heart-led business really means approaching your business endeavors with a deep sense of compassion, empathy, and a genuine desire to make a positive impact in the world. In a heart-led business, your actions and decisions are guided not only by profit and financial success, but also by commitment to the well-being of your customers, your employees, and your community. And for me, that's making art that's full of love in one company, and in the other, it's empowering, educating, and uplifting photographers to be their best artists that they can possibly be. Now, the key elements of leading a heart-led business are having your purpose and values and knowing what they are. A heart-led business is founded on a clear sense of purpose and a set of core values that really go beyond monetary gain. It's about understanding and defining why your business even exists and what positive change it seeks to create. So it's also customer-centric. Prioritizing the needs and satisfaction of your customers is a fundamental aspect of a heart-led business. This means actively listening to customer feedback, addressing their concerns, and going the extra mile to provide value and a positive experience too. 
employee well-being. Now, caring for the well-being of your employees, if you have them, is absolutely essential. This includes fair compensation, a healthy work environment, and opportunities for growth, and a strong sense of community within the workplace. In a heart-led business, employees are not just resources. They are valued members of a team. So if you are outsourcing, maybe you're editing, are you treating them as a member of your team? Are they you treating them as they're valuable? A heart-led business also listens with empathy. Active listening and empathy are crucial skills in a heart-led business. Understanding the needs and the emotions of our customers and employees and allows us to be able to respond with compassion and really tailor our offerings accordingly. A heart-led business also has a long-term perspective. Instead of just solely focusing on short-term profits, a heart-led business looks at the long-term impact of all its decisions. A heart-led business is also about empowerment. A heart-led business really seeks to empower its employees and customers, and empowerment really can lead to greater self-confidence, creativity, and a deeper sense of ownership in work. And finally, adaptability. While heart-led businesses are driven by values, they also recognize the importance of being adaptable. This means that we are open to change and continuous improvement to better serve our mission and evolving the needs of our customers. In essence, really leading a heart-led business means I'm always trying to align with my values and my actions and my decisions with a genuine desire to create a positive impact on people and the world. It's about infusing humanity, compassion, and ethics really into the core of business operations. And I really don't believe there are such things as business ethics, only ethics. And that is really how I run my business and my life. Number three is I don't chase someone else's definition of success. My friend, for many, many years, I overworked and I burned myself out so badly. You've probably heard me talk about this before on the show. I wanted so badly to be that multi-six-figure photography business. I wanted to be the most well-known, the most booked, the most sought-after photographer in town. Now, on top of running an entire educational platform, I had such a narrow view at the time of what success was. And to me, at the time, it really was only monetary. And I wasn't counting the blood, the sweat, the time, and the very, very many tears I really was putting in. And then one day I woke up, really, honestly, I just didn't want to even want to get out of bed. I was exhausted. And I looked around and said, I don't even know why the heck I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm working so hard because if this is what success feels like, I don't think this is right. I don't like how this feels like for me. And my friend, it was because I was chasing someone else's definition It is so tempting to compare our journey to others, to chase the dreams that society or peers define as success. But really over the past 14 years, I have discovered that the real success is deeply personal. It's defining your own path and what your own milestones are going to be. Now, in the early years of my career, I often found myself looking at really successful photographers and thinking, in order to achieve what they have and to be successful, I need to replicate their style, their approach, their business model, and their success. And it really felt always like I was wearing someone else's shoes that never quite fit. It was really only when I took a step back and I really looked at myself and my life and my business and defined what success meant to me. And that's when things actually started to align. For me, success was not about only capturing beautiful images, but also having time and freedom to enjoy my life, spending time with my loved ones, with my child, and really to fall in love with my life. 
my definition of success now is about balance and fulfillment. It's not just about financial achievement. So the lesson here is simple. Define your own definition of success. It's your journey. It's your milestones and your victories. Be your own yardstick of success. And once you do that, my friend, you'll find a sense of purpose that can't be replicated. But you have to define it for yourself first. Number four is don't be afraid to pivot or change or to change your why. Change is really the only constant in life and in business, it's no different. Over these 14 years, I have had moments when I have realized that my initial why for starting this journey has completely evolved and it's okay to pivot and to adapt and to explore something new. It's okay to say what I'm currently doing no longer fits. One of the most significant pivots in my journey was when I realized I needed a break from photography. I was so badly burnt out. I wasn't creative and I needed some deep, deep rest and reset time. I pressed pause on my photography business and I was terrified the entire town was going to come after me with pitchforks. But honestly, that was really completely unfounded. The people that love me the most saw how desperately I needed that break and the clients that love me you know what they said? They said, we're going to be here for you when you return. And honestly, my friend, I have faith that when I decide to reopen, I can pick up and get going again. But the first step was that I needed to pivot and I needed to realize and have that awareness that I, the pivot was necessary. Making the pivot really can be a massive act of bravery. Maybe it's raising your prices and doing the books and maybe realizing you're not quite as profitable as you think you are. Or maybe it's making the call you don't want to work weekends anymore. Or maybe it's saying, I don't want to do family sessions anymore at all. These are all pivots I personally have made. The lesson here is that change is a beautiful opportunity for growth. Your why may evolve, your style may shift, or your niche may even change. And that's okay. Embrace it. Learn from it and let it enrich your journey. My friend, take your power back. Because even though at the time you feel like you might be incredibly stuck, I promise you, you aren't. You just need to make some choices and really get clear on what it is you want. Number five is under promise and over deliver. This little gem, my friend, has served me so well throughout my career. It's really a simple principle, yet it's one of the most effective ways to build trust and a solid reputation. When you promise less and deliver more, you're not only meeting expectations, but you are delighting clients and those become your super fans and they tell their friends and then you get referrals and it's amazing. My friend, I try to always give a few extra images and I also try to deliver galleries early. I usually give a realistic timeline for when they're going to expect their images and receive their edited photos. However, I really try to deliver the finished images earlier than promise. And the lesson here is clear, exceed expectations by delivering more than promise. It's a simple yet powerful way to build a reputation that's going to set you apart. Additionally, I always try to find little ways to surprise and delight my clients too, whether it be like fun little treats or gifts in the packages I send out, or even goodies that I have like chocolate croissants at their session, or, you know, the little cappuccino machine, just little extra touches. Back in the early 2000s, I worked in this restaurant and the motto was go beyond the customer's expectation find out what's going to wow them and surprise and delight them. And it's really always stuck with me on how I do business. Number six is consistency is king. Now this is not sexy. Consistency really isn't sexy. 
my friends, as we record this, I am recording close to my 150th, maybe even higher episode. I show up every single week to bring you guests and important conversations, and I have for over three years. We also connect with you, our listeners, with our weekly love notes every single week with our e-news, and we've done so for over 12 years. When I've had the worst session of my life, I still show up and I book more sessions. My friend, you need to keep showing up. You can't quit because that's how you win. We get so bombarded with flash in the pan, overnight success stories, and that's truly not the case. Success really is a slow burn. It's showing up every week to the gym to build muscle, whether it's maybe honing your craft, engaging your audience, building your audience, or even maintaining a steady workflow. The discipline of consistency really can transform those ordinary efforts into extraordinary results, but only if you keep showing up. Now, for me, consistency has been about continuously improving my skills. It means dedicating each time or each week to learn something new, whether it's a new photography technique, editing method, or even a deeper understanding of the business side, or even working on my personal growth. It is the cumulative effect of all these daily efforts that really has been the most significant impact on my work and my life. Now, consistency is also going to apply to how you even engage with your audience, whether you're blogging or you're also a podcaster, or if you're posting on social media or sending newsletters, or just maintaining a consistent presence. It keeps your audience engaged and it builds trust. It's about showing up day after day, demonstrating your commitment to your craft and your clients and showing up sometimes when you don't want to. In terms of workflow, consistency really has allowed me to streamline my processes, ensuring that each client receives a consistent level of quality and service. It means setting clear expectations and meeting them every single time. Now, the lesson here really is that consistency is the key to building trust, improving your craft, and achieving your success. It's not about that occasional burst of effort, but really the steady, persistent commitment to your art and your business. Well, my friend, as I reflect on these 14 years in the world of photography and business, I'm honestly filled with so much gratitude for the lessons, the memories, the relationships, and the beautiful art that I've had the opportunity to create. These six simple truths really have been my guiding stars, lighting the way through the challenging, exciting, and fulfilling moments on this journey. And as you embark on your own journey, I hope these truths really resonate with you, whether you're just starting out or you even have years of experience. Remember, your path is unique, your journey is a work of art, and your story is still unfolding. My sweet listener, I want you to know how much I love and I appreciate you for tuning in today. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We'll see you next time. Hey friend, you know what's the worst? It's just being mid-session and completely freezing. You start to feel awkward, your clients start looking at you for direction, and your brain feels like you just hit a wall. Now believe me, you are not alone. And that's why we created the Storytellers Toolkit. It's an emotive prompt guide to help sessions stay free-flowing and fun. And best of all, right now, it's totally free. It's full of prompts for parents, motherhood, family, siblings, and couples, and even surefire smile prompts. We've put together over 200 prompts for you, so you'll never be at loss for an idea again. 
Grab your copy at themilkyway.ca slash toolkit.